Hey guys, welcome back to the GrowFlow podcast, where we are here to provide you the best information, interviews, and insights to manage, grow, and scale your licensed cannabis operation. My name is Joe Stolte, and I am joined by my co-host, Travis Steffen. And today we're going to talk about something very exciting. Data. Data. Don't go to sleep. It's important. It's the most exciting thing that you will do as a business owner, because it, it might sound mathy and it might sound boring, but it's also money. Yeah. It is yeah. actual money. Like, so. like it's in direct proportion to the amount of money that you're going to make. Yes, because what, what will help you make the most money as a business owner is correct information that you can use to make your decisions. A hundred percent. It's a bit like you can kind of get lucky in the beginning. We've talked about this before. Yeah. Like you can just use your intuition to kind of get around. And that's, you, you, you almost need that mm -hmm. to get to a certain point. But if you really want to make the big money, you have to, you have to understand your data. Yeah. I mean, honestly, most of the decisions that you make without data, they're like, they're going to be some degree of wrong. Yeah. You know, in your, yeah. when you get lucky, you might, you might get 80% there, but you're gonna have no reason to think that you've only gotten 80%. Maybe you got 50%. You have no idea how much value is left to capture until you start harvesting some data. Yeah. And, and to keep it all the way real, when we talk to big multi-state operators, you know, these are guys that have big private equity backgrounds. They don't necessarily come from cannabis, but they have smart cannabis people around them. You know, they're looking at all kinds of data to figure out what markets to enter. You know, I was talking to an MSO that we won't reveal their name, but, you know, they're, they're in California and they were looking all the way down to like zip codes and the number of locations for their retailers. They're very strategic with how they buy their cultivation and where they invest. They're looking at like a lot of data to figure out where they can go in and just checkmate yeah. and basically don't have any competition. Like, right. the, you know, they're... It's, I was really impressed actually. Like it was, I learned a lot by, by talking to these guys. I was like, wow. So at some point, you know, you, you need to have a good handle on your data because, you know, the big money nerds are coming to eat Definitely. your lunch. Definitely. <laughs> and honestly, people are, are hopping over who are killing it in, um, you know, big franchise based restaurant industries that really know retail and location selection down to a science. Yeah. You know, you're getting people from other industries that are measuring literally everything that you can imagine and more. And they're going to use that uh, in order to serve the market more effectively and maximize their, uh, their ability to, to capture eyeballs organically. And if you're not doing at least a portion of that, they're going to leave you in the dust. Oh, 100%. And it's not just like the, the Wall Street or private equity folks. You know, there's other entrepreneurs that are giving up their entrepreneurial pursuits and coming into cannabis. I mean, we're two of them, yes. right? Um, we have a customer who, who will remain nameless. They may or may not show up in a case study that's going to be at 100 locations by the end of the year in Oklahoma. And he's literally like, I need grow flow and the data that you give me in order to grow. And he came in already thinking about data. He came in already thinking about mass scale. He came in already thinking like, I'm starting with three locations, but I'm getting to 100. So what needs to be true to get to 100? And we talk about how much data he's tracking to make these decisions. It makes his life a lot easier. So right. that's why data is important. Yeah, one of one of so many reasons. It, it also tells you things like which of your employees are most effective and least effective. Yeah. Um, it can, it can give you more information on what products you want to expand into or divest out of. It can tell you what to buy next, uh, how long, like what your cost of storing existing inventory is that 
things that you might not even think about as soon as you can see, for example, um, let's say you have space in your retail location for a thousand units of product in some, some capacity. There's a cost associated with the amount of time you have to store each one of those individual products before you actually turn it over to a consumer. And as that cost rises, that opportunity cost becomes very real yep. because you could have something in its place that would sell through faster and give you the, more, the space to bring in new inventory to sell through faster as well. So just by tracking like how many inventory turnovers you have in your facility, you might be able to double or triple revenue without doing anything different for your facility, except for just tracking what is sitting on shelves the longest mm. and replacing it with the things that are sitting on shelves the shortest. Yeah, that's super good. When we talk to some of our retail customers and dispensaries, one of the things that they're concerned with is discounting, mm. right? Um, you know, employees giving discounts when they shouldn't, having to discount things that are about to spoil and having to have them run off the shelves, um, having to sell the customer something that maybe didn't come in to buy because it's going to be spoiling in some capacity. So this stuff is super important. It also comes down to like, what are you buying? Like, what are you, what are you putting in from an inventory? What's selling through? How do you double down on what's selling through? And, um, and why? Like, why is that selling through? Yeah. You know, I think a couple episodes ago, you talked about asking why. Why is such an important question. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a deeper question than a yes or no question. But if someone's coming in, it, wherever you are in the supply chain and they're buying from you, it's really important to buy. Like, why do you want that? Right. Don't take that for granted, right? Like yeah. ask that question because even if you think you know, 100% of the time that you ask, you're going to probably learn something new that you didn't know before. And that's data, right? That's data that you can use to make a better decision. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're, if you're tracking, uh, let's say you have a CRM or you have something that is allowing you to track customer sentiment, customer satisfaction, repeat purchasing, if you have the ability to track like what your customer preferences are, all those things can inform strategically what you need to do. For example, do you need a marketing campaign or uh, a reactivation campaign for your customers in order to get them back into your store if they're, they just don't have a reason to come back in? Or is it the wrong product mix that you're, that you're holding? Are you trying to peddle things that are meant for anxiety reduction when your customers want things for pain management? Yep. You know, if, if that's the case, like your levers to pull as a business owner could be dramatically different. And without the data to show you what's happening, you're going to be guessing and guessing is gambling. hundred percent. So I'm a farmer. What, what's a reactivation campaign? Yeah. So basically your, your retail locations that you're selling to, let's say, hypothetically speaking, you're using Growflow insights, which would tell you, you know, exactly how often your customers are repurchasing or, or let's say um, one of them hasn't repurchased at their normal rate. Uh, it will give you the opportunity to reach out proactively and say, what can I get you? I see that you're, I, I imagine that you're probably a little bit short on XYZ product. Uh, that might have been the exact prompt they need to order from you mm -hmm. or, you know, at the very least tell you what might be preventing them from ordering from you. Let's say that they bought something from you that's just not selling through and they're upset. Yep. You know, something like that. Now that will give you an opportunity to manage that relationship and make it right in some way. A hundred percent. I think it's that anticipation. What is what is the person that I sell to actually want and what are they going to want next? Right. I think where it gets really ninja is when you can use a tool like Insights, which we now bundle together if you're a wholesale customer, um, to 
to, to look at the data and like, no, just at a very basic level, like this retailer buys for me at this amount in this time frame, um, and just knowing an anticipation, like, hey, that's going to happen again and being able to give them a heads up. Hey, are you going to have the same order at the same size around here or is that changing? And then as you start to understand their patterns, maybe even getting ahead of the market and saying, hey, what's coming next? Let's anticipate together. What does the end customer actually want? Where is all this going so that I can grow you the right stuff or I can provide you the right products wherever you are in the value chain? But you yeah. can't anticipate if you don't use data. Exactly. And it actually comes back to something that you mentioned in the last episode when you told the story about the, the bodega that you went to and the person who remembered your order every time you came in and they were able to proactively ask you, like, do you want the same order again? Yeah. You know, being able to mirror that sort of experience in a proactive way with your customers, let's say you're a wholesaler and you're selling to a retailer, or let's say you're a retailer and you're selling to a consumer who just walked into your store, being able to say, did you like the products that like, did they drive the outcomes that you wanted? Mm -hmm. um, where was that true? Where was that not true? And how can we give you a better mix of products that you're wanting to purchase to better achieve your goals? Yep. And just having that conversation sometimes can often be enough to let them know that you care about the outcomes that you're driving for them and they're not just numbers on a sheet for you. Yeah, 100%. It's human, right? Like exactly. at the end of the day, business, sales, marketing, these transactions should be beyond the transaction. It's all human to human heart to heart if you so choose it to be, right? Like that's, those relationships transcend the transaction. Absolutely. Um, well, let's talk about like, why do people not adopt more posturing around data? Like why do they not pay attention to data to make better decisions? What do you think gets in the way there? Honestly, it's, it's a very subjective and murky area if you don't know exactly what you're looking for and why. For example, uh, when we first came out with Growflow Insights, we weren't exactly sure how, what the, how we were going to position it, uh, what we were going to charge for it, if anything, things like that. And what we found through our first several conversations is everyone wanted the clarity, but it was very difficult for them to quantify mm -hmm. what the impact would be in their business right away. They didn't know what they didn't know. They knew that it was important, but they didn't know the monetary value of that importance. So being able to contextualize having data in service of solving a problem is much more helpful for adoption. So you can yeah. say, what is the solution, the accurate solution of this problem worth to me? Rather than just saying in general, what's data worth to me? Because that's only the fuel for the inevitable car, Yeah. right? Like the data is gonna allow you to make a better decision. Now you can go make a decision today. It's gonna be some degree of wrong because you're gonna be guessing on some level. Uh, but if that decision is made much more accurately every single time, that does have a monetary value that you can sit down and quantify. And the cost of making a bad decision is sometimes, you know, six, seven figures. Yeah. Well, I think that's part of it, right? Like it's easy to ignore the problem when you don't look at the data. Right. And like looking at data is like, it's just extra, it feels like extra work. Yeah. And sometimes people don't want to go to the doctor because they're afraid of hearing what they are expecting to hear about oh, their health. For so sure. So people sometimes won't look at their data because they're afraid of what it will tell them that they're doing wrong. And they would just rather kick that can down the road. That That's the like, the, that's the, is this a cavity conversation you have with yourself? Right. Instead of just going and figuring it out, you're like, nah, we'll just let it ride. It's just fine. It's we'll not let it, bothering we'll, me today. We'll ride it right into the root canal. I'll wait until it becomes <laughs> incredibly painful. Incredibly painful, <laughs> and I can't eat anything until I go in and, and get this easy fix. Yeah, for sure. Um, you got the whoop band. I do. I got the aura ring. You know, uh, I just, we were just talking about this the other day how getting smart about our sleep data, it, it was so eye opening because 
like our I'm sleep like my sleep is trash. Yeah. It feels like I'm in bed for enough time, but it's trash. It's like I'm I'm being brought into this new level of awareness of how bad my sleep is and yep. how like like what I need to do to get my sleep game yep. ready. I fought it for a while because I was like, I sleep fine. It's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. Yeah. And as soon as I put it on, uh, I realized how like to what degree of wrong I was. And then I actually was able to say, all right, now I know the cost of this problem as it relates to my long-term health, my short-term goals. So I can actually now invest into better quality sleep yep. to get, you know, the Tempur-Pedic mattress topper and blackout curtains and, <laughs> you know, time-release melatonin and all these different things. And Indica edibles, yeah. you know, speaking of cannabis, like all these things I invested in to try to tinker with to see, okay, in what way is my body going to react here? And, you know, the the payback has been pretty immediate and yeah. pretty profound. But it's easy to ignore. I ignored it for 33 years. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like, so we'll be transparent. You know, when we first came into GrowFlow and uh, we really started kind of formalizing our sales and marketing process, you know, we were looking at the number of people that had, had been in a free trial. We, we weren't tracking any of that, when, you know, a couple of years ago, by the way. Mm -hmm. That feels like ages ago. So I'm yeah. comfortable talking about it. And now we're like a data-driven machine. But when we first came in, it was like, there were people that were on a, a 30 day free trial for like three months. Yeah. Just like More sometimes. using the product for free, like yeah. wanting to pay us, but we never hit them up to be like, yo, can you pay us? Yeah. You know, and like the, the information, the sales cycle was like, it was all over the place, you know? Yeah. And so now, now we know definitively, like within the first 10 days of our free trial, if you're going to convert or not. Because yeah. we can tell if you're using the product, we can tell how you're engaging, we can tell if you had a bad training experience, mm -hmm. right, with an activation rep, meaning like you didn't get the information you needed because you're not using the product. And we do that because we want to make a bigger impact for you guys when you become our customers, yeah. right? We, we know that you're not going to get the value from of what we can provide you if you don't use it. Yeah. So now we use data to help understand our customer's journey yep. and so that we can help you guys get to the next level. And we're tracking things like that are a little bit more, a little bit more uh, soft skill or fluffy. We're tracking customer satisfaction and, you know, things like that. And when people have good experiences, we try to figure out, okay, why is this happening? Like what's, what are they doing that other people aren't? Yeah. If people have a bad experience, we call them. Like one of, um, one of the members of our customer success team actually calls that customer and says, what are we doing wrong? Uh, yeah. And how can we improve and, and honestly, we'll find things that have just fallen through the cracks. Maybe that, that person did not receive their, uh, their check-in call uh, on time, or maybe we called them and they didn't answer and, and it just kind of fell through the cracks in some way. And all it took was a call to prevent them from canceling. Yeah, 100%. And it's the same way. It's like, if you're not using data to make these kinds of decisions, to anticipate the needs of your customers, to understand you know, where your customer, wherever you are in the supply chain is in their experience with you, right? Um, there's a massive opportunity for you to optimize for that, give a better experience, make more money, sell the right stuff, have more inventory turnover. I mean, really kind of take everything to the next level and to like sleep at night. Yeah. Cause you're yeah. like, you have instrumentation that can yeah. tell you it's a bit like flying an airplane blind, you know, yeah. like I can't even imagine that. And yeah. yet we, have our businesses with all of our employees and all their families, and we are not looking at data. It's kind of the same thing, you know. We're flying our our, our big business airplane definitely blind. Honestly, there there are a lot of really easy 
metaphors to make with something like this. And and yeah, we can talk about ways that you can siphon more value out of, of some aspects of your sales process. But another thing to think about is like, there's one thing that's basically in every single home and, and rooms of every single apartment in the United States and they're smoke detectors. Yeah. And that's data because, you know, if suddenly there's a fire in your home and you're asleep, you're, you know that you're going to yeah. find out and like hopefully in time to, to get to safety or to put the fire out or whatever it is. But most people don't have that same mechanism mm -hmm. in their business. So there might be fires burning for months. There are fires even, burning. Yeah. You, you just have to go find them. them. Yeah. You don't <laughs> even know what they are and, and you don't know what the long-term cost will be. Yeah. So the more you can detect when it comes to, you know, all the, the, the numbers that go with your business, but also things like employee happiness. Yeah. You know, huge, like huge. things like that, that, that most people don't even think about because they just assume, Hey, I'm paying this person money. Yeah. So they're going to stay forever because they're getting money from me and they need money to live. But surprise, they're human. Surprise, surprise. They have goals and they, <laughs> they have, have dreams needs. And, and they have feelings and they're mammals too. And yeah, you know, so, so things like that can, can be, and, and your customers are going to have the same types of things. So it's, um, your your business is only as good as the people in it. Until the robots take over. <laughs> Indeed. Okay, guys. So this is a deep conversation and we definitely are going to talk about data another time. But if you need help with your data, whether you use our products or not, if you're a licensed cannabis operator anywhere in the value chain in any state in the United States and you want help with this stuff, send us an email, podcast at growflow.com. We're happy to talk to you about setting up a data strategy, what you're doing now, what you can track. I mean, this guy wrote a book on called Viral Hero on helping companies go viral using data management. Um, our whole team lives and breathes data, and we would love to support you on that. Uh, and of course, if you have questions about this podcast or this topic, or you want to be a guest, or you have suggestions for guests, hit us up, podcast at growflow.com, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Any final thoughts? We even use data for this podcast, Ooh. tracking who subscribes to what episode and when, what questions are coming in and after what prompts, yep. you know, things like that. And, and that's it's really the only way to um, have a much, much higher likelihood of success. Yeah. And if you watch the podcast, you may or may not get cookied. We may or may not be retargeting you with advertising, and we may or may not be coming for your soul. You should be doing all these <laughs> same things to your customers, by the way. And if you have any questions on... On, uh, on how to do that, podcast, podcast at growflow.com. Indeed. Thanks, Kim. We'll catch you on the next episode. Make sure to subscribe, share with your friends, and uh, if it's valuable, if you hate us, then just you know don't come back. But if you don't hate us, then share with your friends. Or Should if you do. hate us, tell us why you hate us so we can make it right. Yes. Like we would with any of our customers. That's also data. All right, guys. Have a good one.